The draft sucked. AEW sucked. Raw sucked. SmackDown sucked. The whole week sucked. But we're going to tell you how much it really sucked. I'm Chris Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun. And of course, he's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And you're listening to episode 63 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast, where what? we don't suck. What in the hell in the Mel Crawford Jr. is going on here? One cell? Is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord. Jeez, Carl. What the F? Oh, what the F? Oh man. So, what's going on, guys? Uh, nothing, man. Just trying to figure out what in the fuck is going on with this draft. <laughs> you don't like the draft, man? I think What's we're all so. Uh, <clears throat> retarded. We'll get, I mean, yeah, it's always retarded. It, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're all still trying to figure out what the hell is going on with it. So, <laughs> like how Raw ended up with 300 people compared to SmackDown. <laughs> because they're... There was drafting stables, <laughs> except for the only one that really counts, and then they split them up. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh. So, as always, be sure to follow us on social media. Russell Getting Pod on Twitter with one D. Russell Getting Pod on Instagram with two Ds. Facebook.com slash Russell Gettin Pod that also has one D. And uh, you can buy our shit at redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Gettin Podcast. And what else? Oh, you can also check out our website at uh, WordPress. I'm trying to find, you think I'd be more prepared and have all these links like right in front of me. So. Oh, uh, let's see. Where is the website? Well, that's not cool. <laughs> I didn't put the website on the link tree. No, we're not our own website. <laughs> oh, so nope. right now we'd like to plug our <laughs> Patreon. Uh, if you'd like to donate uh, money to it, um, it could go to stuff like, I don't know, buying a website domain. So it's like, it could be like www. Uh, <laughs> something a little easier than this uh <laughs> uh wordpress.com slash media slash russellgeddon podcast that's it there we go <laughs> that's it uh there you can find a pretty solid article on the it's called the uh forgotten toys Forgot toys. I don't remember what the hell that blog post was. (laughs) 
basically it's about the uh, legends of lucha libre line made by playmates toys um so you can check that out also got another article in the works that should be up by the in the next couple weeks or so uh so that should be fun we'll talk about that when that actually goes up uh you can listen to us also on our new hosting site which is captivate um you can find us there at captivate.fm or sorry wrestlegeddonpod.captivate.fm they got to change things up a little bit there so um you can find all the episodes there in one easy convenient little website so awesome all right, so that's pretty much what I got. You guys got anything follow up from last week or? No, nah, man, it's gonna be back. Not in I a, wasn't gone last week, but not in the bathroom in a in a hotel. I'm sober. I'm sober this week, so we'll see how well it goes. <laughs> then, um, did you get fixed up from missing that kidney? Yeah. Like you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right, Carl's good. Everyone's good. We got nothing else. So let's jump into the tiny bit of news that we've got. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-45-4-Hulk. Oh, a little AEW tidbits coming from out. Pretty much like out of nowhere this week. Uh, Eva Lise reveals that she is in fact signed with AEW. No word yet if uh, her tag partner Diamante has been signed, which would only make sense. Um, AEW making some strides there to get their women's division a little bit better. Um, I am completely cool with Eva Lise being on, being all elite. Yep. Definitely, definitely something that they need. Can't. Really, like having her on their women's division is just a uh, a step in the right direction, along with Serena Deeb and a couple of their other uh, recent signings. But uh, speaking of AEW's women's division, Britt Baker is blaming us, the fans, for the lack of women's wrestling featured on Dynamite. She says we need to stop turning the channel during the women's segments and decreasing the ratings. Oh yeah, because it's got nothing to do with the shitty roster, with like a handful of exclusions. Well, I I tell you what, Britt Baker, nobody wants to watch a fucking Dennis wrestler. How about come up with a fucking new fucking gimmick and fucking I don't know, maybe (laughs) sign some talent that's worth a damn watching. Either that, or y'all get together and practice and stop botching every goddamn thing. And maybe people will tune in and uh, and watch it. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty bad when you have to bring in the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa to help boister your women's division a little bit more. Yeah. So I think the ratings were higher like those few weeks that Thunder Rosa was on there wrestling. Because yeah. she knows uh, what she's doing. Yeah, she's Thunder Rosa is a better wrestler. Hey. Absolutely. I mean, uh, oh. NXT doesn't have a problem with fucking people turning their <laughs> channel during women's matches. Um, no, because NXT's got the better roster. Yeah, that even Impact. Yeah. Impact has a better women's roster than what 
than AEW. That's sad right to now. say, isn't it? Man, it's not sad that Impact has a good women's division, but it's just sad that AEW, which is on our TV more than Impact, and people watch more AEW than Impact, has a better roster than they do. Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Britt Baker. I think she, I think she's I good. But there's there's people that <laughs> there's women that they've hired recently that are better. Like Serena Deeb and Eva Lee, like they're leaps and bounds better than Britt Baker. You know, I don't care that you're fucking Adam Cole, but that's not going to make you a better wrestler. <laughs> yep. As you know, Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, fucking John Cena and Daniel Bryan don't make you better wrestlers. Speaking of John Cena, do you see he got Talent married? Is not injected. Yes, I did see that in a private ceremony. Man, Nikki Bella is probably like freaking out about I that. Did it if I was gonna if I was gonna fuck anyone to become a better wrestler, it'd probably be Xavier Woods. <laughs> one Such an he's, I seen odd, him, one I seen him in action. So he's got a pretty good sex game. And then number two, I mean man, come back from injury and hasn't fucking missed a fucking spot, dude. I mean he did look good in that. That tag match. <clears throat> oh, I thought you were talking about stick tape. Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he did look good in that, too. He looked good in both tag matches. <laughs> he, he had a match on SmackDown, too. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, not, not much else for the news. Just a couple of those little tidbit things. And... um. And oh, uh, yeah, this one came out um, earlier this week. Alberto Del Rio. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There's something that's, that popped up, actually popped up last week, and I just didn't put it in there because we had so much other stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, trial date has been set. Um, Del Rio was indicted by the Texas Grand Jury for the uh, um, charges of aggravated kidnapping and second degree sexual assault. Um, so the trial's been set for that, uh, which looks like it's going to be set for January 25th in 2020, or 2021, sorry. So end of January 2021. Dude, man, like, I enjoyed Del Rio in WWE. I thought he was a great heel. And it's just like recently, like after he left WWE, like everything just went downhill for him. Uh, I mean, I never was a fan of him in WWE uh, as a heel or a face. Um, and I still kind of get the same feelings about him. I'm like, man, I wish this guy would get fucked in the ass and die of AIDS. But I I'm honestly just glad that Paige was able to get out of that situation and get herself turned around because that was a, a nasty spot she was in with him. So. Yeah, that was a, that was probably like one of the bigger news articles from last week. But yeah, yeah that's freaking like crazy. Uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for the news. 
Let's uh, make a quick sweep here. Yeah, nothing. That's it. That is it. All right. You guys got anything? Nope. All right. So um, let's go ahead. We'll take a quick break here, and then we'll be back, and we'll jump into our uh, Get in the Ring segment. So stay tuned. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events, here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too, and so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone that's www.cratejoy.com searching dates in a box But anyway, let's get in the ring. All right. <clears throat> let's lay the SmackDown on this get in the ring segment. Um, I start with SmackDown. <laughs> Not much there. We had a uh, big E take on Sheamus and a false count. So hopefully this was the, the blow off for that feud, which probably is not. And I'm sure we'll get another match between the two of them at Hell in the Cell. But, uh, yeah, but it was a pretty solid match. Sheamus was, like, completely busted open, if I remember correctly. He was. And then uh, he was trying to make uh, Biggie some pancakes and do it all over him. It's pretty funny. Nice. Like, do, like, flour and eggs all over him. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, we're, getting, we're actually going to get Bailey and Sasha inside of Hell in a Cell. Uh, full disclosure, I really didn't watch too much of SmackDown. Uh, my cable box fucked up, and I was just too lazy to go watch it on Hulu. So, <laughs> did the Bailey Sasha match even happen? Like it was supposed uh, to? Yes. I think Bailey hit Sasha with a chair. I don't know. Somehow a chair got involved. I don't really remember. Uh, yeah, I figured it was going to be something like that where they could, so they could push it off to hell in the cell. Which is what they should have just did to begin with instead of wasting everybody's time by putting it on SmackDown. Uh, then the biggest thing coming off of SmackDown, aside from the shitty results of the draft, which we'll get into um, when we go into after we talk about what happened some of the matches on Bra, uh, the New Day won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, defeating Cesaro and Nakamura. Well, we can... Yeah, let's talk about the, the night one drafts, uh, which, of course, was SmackDown. 
So <clears throat> the biggest thing, you had Drew McIntyre staying on Raw. Uh, Roman and Heyman are staying. First pick. First pick in the night. So McIntyre stays on Raw. Um, of course, Roman and Heyman are staying on SmackDown. Asuka staying on Raw. Uh, the biggest shocker to come out of that was Seth Rollins being moved to SmackDown. Uh, that was first round. First few rounds picked there. Um, Hurt Business is staying on Raw. AJ Styles is going to Raw. Uh, Sasha Banks is staying on SmackDown. Naomi no, is Bailey. being moved to Raw. Huh? Before Bailey. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Sasha yeah, drafted before Bailey. Bailey was in the Your second. women's champion. Bailey was in the second round draft, though. That's crazy, though, because you think your women's champion drafted Asuka right off the bat. You know, like, after um, they picked Rollins or McIntyre. So she's the third uh, pick. So Raw. Bianca Belair, too, right? Yeah. Before, before, yeah, before Bailey. Before Bailey. So, <laughs> so Sasha stays. Naomi goes to Raw. Bianca goes to SmackDown. Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler stay on Raw. <laughs> Ricochet on Raw. You weren't listening. Hear, hearing me. No. I was saying that Bailey was in the night two draft, so she wouldn't have been drafted first. Oh yeah, that's right. She was in the the second the uh the raw pool. That's right. So yeah, where she was actually drafted number two, um, well number one by SmackDown. So they're the she was the first first pick for SmackDown on the, the night two. So, uh, let's see. Ricochet's on Raw. Jey Uso stays on SmackDown. Mandy Rose stays on Raw. Mysterio and Dominic. Rey Mysterio and Dominic moved to SmackDown along with Seth Rollins. Okay. So here's my issue with this. So basically, we're going to continue the Seth Rollins Mysterio feud on SmackDown instead of just separating them and ending it completely. Yep. But uh, it just doesn't stop there once we get through this. A supplemental draft that happened during Talking Smack. Buddy Murphy was drafted to SmackDown. So this whole thing is going to continue on SmackDown. When it should be over. But it's going to continue. Oh, man. So Miz and Morrison go to Raw. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Go to Raw. Um, but Big E stays on SmackDown. What what I don't get about this, too, uh, which doesn't make any sense, um, like most of the draft didn't. So you, in this draft, you could draft um, um, factions. So um, that's how yep. Raw was able to draft um, the Hurt Business and... Um, 600 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the team that fucking destroys everything <laughs> it's like oh yeah the i want the people that just destroys equipment uh on our brand so they can tear our shit up that makes perfect sense have, have they wrestled a match yet uh like an actual match they've had that one that i think yeah, oh, yeah that one, one that, uh, that six-man tag match 
Well, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Stupid. But anyway, so you're telling me like somebody made the decision to fucking not take Biggie? Yes. And while in so like on earth would you not just take Biggie if you could draft all three of them? Yeah. So basically the rules of the draft were saying that tag teams and factions could be split up if the networks only wanted specific roster members or specific specific members of that team. Which I would want to draft Tucker. <laughs> like, like, like I don't understand that one. So <laughs> I mean at least oh, with like stupid. the new day, like I, I mean, granted, even though like it was dumb to not draft both of them, but like they obviously want to push Big E as a singles competitor and not be in the tag team I, anymore. I know, but, it, but so I mean at story, least it made sense. In the storyline of a draft, right? So like this whole point is like, oh, this is a real draft. These network people are really drafting people, so you're saying on their on their boards, um, they're like, yeah, we don't want Big E, but Big E's talented enough that SmackDown would want them with their very next fucking pick. You know, I mean, it's 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 I like the Asian I delegation. I could understand, like, if like they, uh, if like SmackDown picked Biggie up as like an undrafted free agent, and they, he's like, "Oh yeah, y'all thought I sucked, so I have something to prove or something about myself." Uh, that's one thing, but oh, he's talented enough that we want him with the next pick. Um, it doesn't make sense why Raw wouldn't want him if you could pick him up. I take all three. It's like the Asian yeah. delegation drafting the entire Wu Tang clan. You don't just take a handful; you take the entire clan. Yeah, the entire clan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, you take all a new day. So you don't just take two or one. You take the entire new day. Yeah. <clears throat> but for storyline purposes, you know, like we see, we know where this is going. Um, I mean, eventually, all roads are going to lead to Big E. Challenging Roman for the universal, yeah, the universal title at WrestleMania. Yep. If not sooner, that'd probably be the worst fucking main event ever in the history of wrestling. Maybe. Maybe. Then again, David Arquette did did win the WCW World Championship in a main event of Nitro. Oh, well, let me rephrase this. The worst WrestleMania <laughs> match in fucking WWE. <laughs> besides, besides maybe uh fucking uh, like Giant Kali and um, Kane, or is it Big Show? I can't remember. Oh, uh, the Punjabi prison match. Um, no, not the not the prison match. Just not the that. regular. It was like a regular match. Oh yeah. It was probably Kane or Big Show. It was one of the two. I know Kali wrestled both of them, and it was both terrible. It's because Kali sucked. So, yeah, it's pretty bad when Mattel won't make an elite figure of you because they say the yeah, basic pretty much represents the real life articulation <laughs> of that wrestler. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're good. 
here's two basic figures. <laughs> oh man. All right. So yeah, so Biggie goes, stays on SmackDown. Uh Dana Brooke stays on Raw, which is like they just moved her to Raw. So you know, it'll make any sense to move her back to SmackDown. Same with Mandy Rose. Um, Otis will stay on SmackDown and Angel Garza will stay on Raw. Now, during the supplemental draft, we talked that they had drafted Murphy. Um, all this was during Talking Smack. Um, Umberto Carrillo stays on Raw. Murphy goes to SmackDown. Gulak goes to Raw. So, poor Drew Gulak is stuck in the 24-7 title thing now. <clears throat> ah, man. Kalisto stays on SmackDown and Tucker moves to Raw. Again, who the fuck wants Tucker? <laughs> like nobody even wants his action figure. So. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That's why Otis's figure is only like forty bucks, and Tucker's like fifteen on Amazon. <laughs> oh, all right. So Monday Night Raw, after that shitty draft on SmackDown, that draft pool that they had. Uh, we did have a triple threat match, which was probably the match of the night on Raw. <clears throat> that was pretty solid. Um, but that was later on in the show. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it, that, this is this is what makes me hate like fucking the writing staff at WWE. It's like you have fucking Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and um um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. And we're fucking wasting it on like a mid card match on fucking Raw during a yeah. shitty ass draft. Uh, when this could be like a fucking um, main event. Uh, for a pay per view. For a pay per view. Yeah. That's like a this, dream this match. Been, this, like... this, this is legit like a WrestleMania caliber matchup. Like in all. This should be something that you would see on WrestleMania, not yeah, halfway dream, through man. Monday Night Raw, where your show is anchored with the main event of a women's battle royal <clears throat> for number one contender to face Asuka, and it's won by fucking Lana. That's how we close out our show. And and everybody knows a battle and royal. And the sad part is, as bad as Lana is. She wasn't the worst person we saw on our TV screens on Raw. <laughs> no, because we had fucking Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Again, which he made his return on SmackDown. <sighs> and, and and what's the so, odds of Lana actually winning the fucking title? 95%. Very slim. <laughs> Unfortunately, they may, they may pull a gender on us and give her the title. <laughs> Maybe. By some like fluke, she'll roll up Asuka and get a three count because the ref will botch it. <laughs> like, then, oh, it was a three. A lot then, of wins. Uh, then Otis will cash in his money in the bank. Or Charlotte returns and beats Lana. <laughs> Like they did with that, like they did with Alicia Fox, where she won the title, and ten minutes later she lost it. <laughs> oh, poor Foxy. Uh, what else we had? We had uh, <clears throat> a match between Angel Garza and Andrade. Um, Angel Garza picked up the win on that match. 
I don't even know what the hell this match was for. Um, I know these two have had some uh, some beef between each other recently. It was a good match. It wasn't bad. Uh, definitely wasn't near the caliber of like the triple threat match or Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet, but it was pretty good. I think they achieved what they wanted to do. But the best part of this came after the match as Vega was in the ring checking on Andrade. Lights go out. We get that creepy little screeching music. And there's Alexa Bliss in the corner, upside down, staring at Vega. And then we get the Fiend and Stereo, Sister Abigail's on Andrade and Vega. Awesome. By far the coolest thing that happened on Monday night. Yep. <clears throat> that was awesome. I, I said, like I said last week, last few weeks, I am totally here for this whole Alexa Bliss Fiend story arc. It's probably one of the, the best things they've got going right now. Just the shitty thing is we're losing Kevin Owens to SmackDown as part of the draft. So we will not get the any type of continuation on what was going on between Owens and The Fiend, which sucks because I would have liked to see how that played out. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much Raw. Let's um, pop back over here and take Ooh, a look at the night before we go to draft the draft results. There's one match we did forget. Oh, we forgot about the tag team match. That was good, too. The New Day versus oh, was, Ziggler um, and New Rude. Day versus that was good too. Yep. Uh, can, uh, can, we, can we talk? Actually, let's let, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. And talk about how we got a shitty trade of the tag team titles. Yeah. <laughs> like really, like here, I'm gonna hand you, I'm gonna hand you ours, and we'll take yours type thing. Yeah. Like we couldn't just get a match out of that. The Street Profits versus the New Day? You tell me that's not a matchup people wouldn't want to see? Carl wouldn't want to see it. No, I would want to see that. Oh. Uh, well. Even though I'm not a big fan of the New Day, but... Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I take it still would have been a great match. Yeah, so. yeah it would have been a good match. Um, yeah. w- what I would like more is, is why do we have fucking network um, or... Brand, uh, branded titles anyway, like Raw's Women Champion, uh, SmackDown's Women's Champion, Raw Tag Team Champion, SmackDown. Like, motherfucker, would you rather be Tag Team Champions of the World or the fucking Universe or the fucking Mid Atlantic or something? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who gives a shit if you're fucking Raw Tag Team Champions or if you're SmackDown Tag Team well, Champion? Let's get the belt some real honestly. The rate that they've been splitting up tag teams and like dissolving tag teams recently, they might as well just unify the tag team titles and have one set of tag champions. Yeah. For the men's brand, like they do with the women's. Like there's really no reason to have two separate tag team championships now, especially since they're for the foreseeable future, they're not filming outside of the Amway Center. So both your shows are coming from the same place. So it's not un- it's not that difficult to have your tag champions in one spot for Monday and Friday. Yeah. Put those some bitches on a pole. We could have had a fucking title on a pole match. Motherfucking or just you know, who gives a shit if the SmackDown title they're on Raw and the 
Raw titles on SmackDown. That's what you get for a dipshit name and then having them switched up in the draft. Exactly. Bring, bring us back the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. The Unified Tag Team Championships. Or bring them back. the fucking World Tag Team Champions is what we need. World Tag Team Championships. Then even even with if they were t- even if they just did the New Day versus the Street Profits, you know, of course, that could have been like something where Ziggler and Rude interfered in the match, causing you know a double disqualification, so that way you didn't have one team go or the other team, and that would have set up a match next week with the New Day and Ziggler and Rude. Yep. How? Oh, I think WW. Like I really think that they're not really focusing on long-term story building anymore. It's just, well, what can we do this week outside of like their bigger talent or their main, like outside of like Orton and McIntyre or, you know, Orton and edge thing, stuff like that. They're really not focusing on the, like the bigger, bigger picture, especially with the tag team division. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to step off my soapbox now. All right, so night two from the uh, Raw draft pool. Uh, first overall pick was The Fiend, who went to Raw. Uh, Bailey stays on SmackDown. Orton stays on Raw. The Street Profits go to SmackDown. Um, of course, we saw the exchange of the titles of those, like we just talked about. Uh, Charlotte, who is out injured, was part of the draft, which other people who were injured are not. Um, but she stays on Raw. <clears throat> Strowman goes from SmackDown to Raw. Daniel Bryan stays on SmackDown. Fucking Matt Riddle goes to Raw. Kevin Owens to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy to Raw. All 7,000 members of Retribution stay on Raw. Uh, Lars Sullivan thankfully goes to SmackDown. Um, he needs to actually go to the unemployment line, especially for the shit that popped up recently when him asking for booty picks. <clears throat> Not a, not a substantial evidence, so uh, they're not going to do anything about it. Can I ask a can I ask a <laughs> can I ask a serious question? Yeah. All right. So who in their fucking right mind picks uh, Matt Riddle over Kevin Owens, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Sami <laughs> <laughs> <Semi> Zayn, <laughs> well fucking. Cesaro and Sensei Makamura, uh, Sheamus, uh, fucking Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Robert Roode, <clears throat> Apollo Crews. Like, is anybody in their right mind taking Matt Riddle, Alistair Black? Would you take fucking Matt Riddle over Alistair Black in your right mind? I would take Daba Kato over Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I I was a Matt Riddle fan. Like, like I was like when he first came in NXT. Like, I wasn't sold on him. Uh, I went to that live show that they had at the Durham Armory. You know, seeing him actually live wrestle. Um, you know, his engagement with the crowd. It was fun. Made me a fan of him. But then all this shit comes out with him and the other female wrestler. And then there's more stuff that keeps coming out and how much of a bitch his wife is talking about how the WWE women's talent is, like, skinny, jiggly fat. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and your wife. Like, I didn't, 
oh man, like your action figure is going in the back, like where you can't be seen. You know, back there with like freaking James Ellsworth. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan <laughs> of him at all. But I mean, even if I was, like, he's nowhere near the caliber of talent of fucking Kevin Owens or Jeff Hardy. No, absolutely or... not. No. Yeah. No, it's just the Matt Rill's only thing is he was a UFC fighter who had some success and then he transitioned to wrestling. Like he's not a Brock Lesnar. He's not a Ronda Rousey. No. <clears throat> I don't care. Yeah, but he definitely shouldn't have been drafted above like Kevin Owens or Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, like some of these guys that have actual that are like well rounded talent that can do the mic work, can do the in-ring work, you know, have actual charisma and don't just walk around saying bro all the yeah. time. I mean, the most and important what? one there is uh, Sami Zayn, you know, the Intercontinental Champion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sami Zayn should have, definitely should have went before Matt Riddle. Redonkulous. Um, <clears throat> all right. but, so, so this is this is my suggestion to WWE. So either A, stop with the draft and stop pretending like it's a real fucking thing that people are actually judging talent and making picks. Or if you want to do like this kayfabe draft, um, why don't we just go old school and let it be like little balls and a fucking wheel and you fucking turn it and pull out names and then just say whoever you want on each brand. That way, it, like, at least makes sense, like, why Matt Riddle went before fucking uh, Jeff Hardy, Kevin Owens and shit. Or there's even people like like Mickey James, who is yet to be drafted, that that should have been picked over Matt Riddle. Yeah. And then the, the fucking retribution, like, why... Like, I mean, I understand, you know, why you'd want, like, a retribution for, like, story angles and shit like that. But in this kayfabe world, why in the fuck would you want retribution? They've been, like, tearing up all your shit. Fucking. I know. This This honestly would have been the perfect way, you know, because they gave them story, like, storyline. They gave them contracts to stop them from destroying their shit. This would have been a perfect way to get them out of the contract. So you didn't have to deal with yeah. them. <laughs> so, well, no, we draft Retribution. Like, the only good thing that's come out of Retribution is if you follow them on Twitter. Like, because they, they, they give absolutely no fucks, and they will go after anybody that comments anything negative towards them or just stuff in general. Like, kids, Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, it doesn't matter. They go after everyone. Oh, well, I need to start. And I it's need to, hilarious. I need to follow them on Twitter and see if I can provoke them. It's fucky retribution. Fuck <laughs> that. Unless they're going to bring back the Ninja Turtles. If they bring back the Ninja Turtles to fight y'all, then I'll be down for it. <laughs> retribution versus Toxic Turtles. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, so overall, the draft pretty much sucks. Uh, just a lot of stuff like, like, let's carry over things to each show. Let's not try to make things um, fresh, like with the whole um, 
shit with Rollins and the Mysterios and uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss because uh, Nikki Cross moved to Raw. Even, even you know, I mean, there, there are some Owens stuff in here. Aleister Black. Yeah, Owens and Black went to SmackDown, so they're going to continue both of that story arc on SmackDown. Like, it really makes no sense. Like, Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles, it's just... <clears throat> like, they're basically just moving things just to keep keep the same thing. Um, let's see, the Riot Squad, uh, they're in the Raw Talk supplemental draft. They're staying together, moving to SmackDown. Lana's staying on Raw, Natalia's staying on SmackDown. Riddick Moss, like... Really? Who gives a shit about Riddick Moss? He's staying on Raw. Arturo Rouse, who is on NXT, uh, is moving to Raw because he's part of the Raw Underground thing. But then you have like uh, people that have yet to go undrafted. Um, Andrade has yet to be drafted. Like, really? Andrade. But Laura Sullivan was on the board. Come on, Chris. You know you take fucking oh yeah it's a hey i mean you know take Lars you know, Andrade. you know all i have to do is come out there with a guitar and just beat up jeff hardy with it and then i get drafted next pick but it's a lie you fuck <laughs> you walk with a lie shut your mouth does it matter that's the point <laughs> but on the plus side though he does have a new album dropping on october 26th Question with that storyline though, like did he, did he <laughs> was he like fucking incapacitated enough to where he couldn't watch fucking SmackDown to realize it was fucking Seamus that was driving the car and not fucking uh, Jeff Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still shitty. Like Mickey James left undrafted. Um, there's like a bunch of people that weren't included that were injured. Um, like I don't understand that. Like we included like freaking Charlotte Flair, who's out, you know, quote unquote injured, but we can't include um the fuck is injured. Uh like Ivar, Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal. Like, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. So it was the draft. And it sucked. Like, I, don't, I just don't know how they can't make these things a little more compelling. Like, I remember, like, when they first started doing it, and you had, like, the general managers from each brand would come out, or they would have a match winning, you know, whoever won that match got a draft pick for their, for their brand. You know, a lot of times it was predictable, but other times, you know, it was still. It still had that thing where like, okay, cool. And someone brought up a good point. They should have did that with the New Day and the Street Profits. You know, whoever won got an extra draft pick. Okay, cool. So makes sense, but yeah, or they do that. this in in the um, brand split and this fucking just have like one organization. Yeah, that's a little harder though, the amount of talent that yeah, they got. Ain't that much you know, Vince, Vince, as right now, there's not because they're using like the same know, people. And they had better week. talent back in oh. like, you know, the 90s and the 2000s. And they did fine with, with yeah. one one brand. You bring back Sunday Night Heat, you'll have enough fucking shows. 
too. Um, <laughs> if I can get everybody a little bit of TV time. All right, if you look at it now, what do we got? Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live. Um, I think they still have Superstars, which is on the network, but doesn't air like in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Or main event, one of the two. Um, NXT UK. There's been talk still of a women's show, like a separate women's division show. See, if, if it, like, if it was me, I would keep NXT a separate brand. And now I'll just combine the like Raw and SmackDown as like the WWE brand. And then if you're not talented enough to make the cut, then you're not talented enough to make the cut. Um, you know, go wrestle in the independents or AEW or whatever, and then come back when you're up to standard. I mean, that's why that's how WWE like- won the the war because. You know, you had to be top of the top. Uh, same thing with WCW. You had to be top of the top and make it on the show. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I don't I don't know about that. But... What do you mean? <laughs> there were some people there were some people that had no business being on Nitro or Raw or SmackDown I mean, or Thunder. I remember every once that, in a while that were on there, <laughs> every so. once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah, like there were some people that didn't make sense. But I mean you had like some elite guys, <laughs> and that's how they became elite guys because you know everybody wasn't a part of the party. Yeah, I just I think that with the way it is now, like I like having the two separate brands. I just think they there's ways that they can do it better. Like there's always a way that they can improve on it. Um, even starting with the draft, like there's ways that they can make that better and more engaging and more entertaining than what it has been. I know a lot of people were pissed about them splitting up the New Day. Kids everywhere were crying. Of course they were. All right. Could have got a hill turn. All right, so let's get into... Fucking Big E could have fucking, you know, super kicked fucking uh, Kofi Kingston through a a damn window or something. Uh, But no. (laughs) Nope. They threw him in like a vat of syrup. <laughs> <laughs> no, then they'd be stealing ideas for uh, pancakes. They'd be stealing ideas from AEW. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into Wednesday night. Uh, we got NXT. We got Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong are your new number one contenders, defeating Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch. Which is actually a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Anytime, like any combination of Undisputed Era and Birch and Oni is going to be a great match. Um, let's see, we had Candice LeRae defeat Shotzi Blackheart. Um, ended up knocking her out with some brass knuckles. Uh, so Candice LeRae is your new number one contender and will face Io Shirai at Halloween Havoc. Uh, Tony, Tony Storm makes her in ring debut. In ring, not debut. In ring return, uh, defeating Aaliyah. Oh, this is nice to see Tony Storm back in the ring. Uh, Damian Priest retained over Dexter Loomis. Uh, There's a couple other matches in there that really aren't um, noteworthy. Uh, let's see. Well, Johnny Gargano got involved in the uh, Priest and Loomis match. 
as well as Candice LeRae. Um, so William Regal announced that both Gargano and Candice LeRae will get title opportunities at Halloween Havoc. But Shotzi Blackheart, the host of Halloween Havoc, announced that um, their matches will be determined with the spin the wheel, make the deal. A lot of uh, interesting match types on there, including the Chamber of Horrors that some people have noticed. <clears throat> so should be pretty awesome. Awesome indeed. And the way... All right, it says NXT, um, AEW. We saw FTR uh, retain the titles against the best friends with a uh, assist from Telly Blanchard and a ring bell. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Cody Rhodes went to a time limit draw. Uh, literally, the ref was about to count three, and the the bell rang for the expired time limit. Orange Cassidy was one second away from being the new TNT champion. Did that happen? Carl would never watch AEW until he lost it. <laughs> or just fast forward through all of it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We had uh, Sheeta retain against retain over Big Swall, and Mox retained over Archer, and then he got attacked by uh, Eddie Kingston and his crew. Kingston pretty much choked Mox out. Um, the only other thing to talk about on here was the um, Inner Circle and MJF. So Jericho and MJF are going to meet next week for a steak dinner to discuss the opportunity of MJF joining the Inner Circle. Kind of maybe, possibly, not definitely, might want to join the inner circle. Yeah, and they're actually going to start a new faction called the Outer Circle. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Outer Circle. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So they also during Dynamite announced the uh, the brackets for the Eliminator Tournament, which the finals will be held at Full Gear, AEW's next pay per view. Um. First round matchups are Pentagon Junior versus. I just want to say, Phoenix. does it matter who you say? You already know who's gonna who's gonna be in the final. Oh yeah, definitely. Omega and Hank. Um, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Oh really? I thought it was gonna be Joey Janela and uh, Jungle Boy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Joey Janela will be taking on Kenny Omega. There's no way Janela is beating Kenny Omega, as we already discussed. Uh, Adam Page versus Colt. Boom, boom, Cabana. And uh, Jungle Boy taking on Wardlow. So, we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr., Adam Page versus Wardlow, and then Adam Page versus Kenny Omega as your final. I say what happens yep. is Joey Janela is going to verse uh, Pentagon Jr. Colt Cabana is going to verse Jungle Boy. <laughs> Jungle Boy is going to beat Joey Janela. And then Orange Cassidy is going to come out and wrestle him to a time on a draw. Then we'll get a triple threat match at Final Gear or at Full Gear. Between Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, and John Moxley for the <laughs> AEW title. Oh, <man. laughs> 
Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, where Moxley yeah, just yeah, located that tournament's elbow, pretty. pop it back in place, then fucking dislocate his fucking shoulder again, pop it back in place, <laughs> and fucking pull out a bag of thumbtacks. And lose. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, so that, that whole bracket is pretty predictable for the eliminator tournament hopefully they like there, there's really no surprise things in here unless somehow jungle boy beats Wardlow. i mean that's that's the only thing i can see happening. like the only match i can see he somebody away with cassidy on to a bed of thumbtacks he starts bleeding orange juice <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> so there's that. Um Impact. We'll run through Impact and Ring of Honor real quick here. Um Impact Wrestling. We have Taya and Rosemary defeat uh Tasha Seals and Kira Hogan and Nevaeh and Havoc in a triple threat tag match. Uh, there was some backstage segment between Rose Rosemary and Havoc. Um they'll wrestle each other next week. If Rosemary wins, um Havoc will agree for her will allow her to resurrect father james mitchell um yeah basically rosemary needed the consent of the murderer to bring him back and havoc was the one that murdered james mitchell (sighs) yeah a whole lot of a convoluted storyline going on there so um if i hadn't been watching on and off i probably had no clue what the fuck was going on with that. i don't ever watch it so i don't know either um yeah that sounds good yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's like the storyline that went on between rosemary and havoc was actually wasn't bad it was it was pretty decent uh rich swan is cleared for bound for glory so his match with eric young is on and yeah that's pretty much it so there wasn't much oh Heath slater and rhino will be wrestling in a tag team match hey at bound for hey, glory it's he um he doesn't have Slater. Heath, I'm sorry. Heath, he doesn't have a last name anymore. Um, Heath and Rhino will be wrestling at Bound for Glory in a tag match. If Heath and Rhino win, Heath will get his contract signed. If they Matt lose, Riddle. Heath will not get a contract, and Rhino will lose his spot on the roster as well. So... Stipulation is pretty high for uh, Heath yeah. and Rhino. Rhino might get picked up in the supplemental draft. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll go on. He'll he'll go to SmackDown. Then <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor. We saw the uh, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham advance to the finals of the Pure Tournament, uh, which we all pretty much knew that was going to happen. Uh, we had Matt Taven return and attacks Vincent. Um, if you were following Ring of Honor prior to COVID, um, you know that Vincent turned on Matt Taven and just completely destroyed him, breaking up the kingdom. Um, uh, Vincent is uh, Vinny Marcella, um, who changed his name to Vincent. Um, whole like serial killer psycho vibe with him, which is great for his character, you know, going from the horror king transitioning to that. Uh, so looking forward to seeing the payoff for that finally. 
And at the end of the Jonathan Gresham match, EC3 debuted and pretty much just locked everybody in submission holds to to end the show. So EC3 will be wrestling in Impact and Ring of Honor so far. Let's see where else he shows up at. Maybe he'll get drafted. Or Raw. Well, he'll just stand backstage with a red solo cup staring in a mirror. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or have headphones on <laughs> staring in a mirror. <laughs> Not talking to anybody. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So that's going to wrap up our Get in the Ring segment. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our some points of articulation news and week two of our month two WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation bookings. And then we got the theme of the week, which is Garrett's pick this week. So hopefully he's got something good for us. It's going to be done. Um, but we'll find I'll out. I'll give you a little hint. I'll give you a little hint. Ski. A little hint. Ski. Paying tribute to our good friends up north the Canadian yeah we're good Canadian friends up north yeah <laughs> <sighs> team Canada <laughs> landstorm <sighs> I guess you have to I guess you have to the listen Foundation. to the podcast to figure out the answer All right, so we'll take a quick break, quick break, and we'll be right back. Oh, stay tuned. Man, Chris, did we tell you to stop drinking so damn much? All right. I know I've had like two. So, man, these Trulies are good. Like, yeah, I got the Truly lemonades. Man, these are pretty good. And we're back with some points of articulation news. Uh, lots of fun stuff here this week. Uh, of course, New York Comic Con was at the tail end of last week, so we had a couple things on there. Um, we'll get into what kind of popped up from the rest of that. Uh, we got the new Ultimate Edition Takeover poll on WWE.com. Uh, looks like we are getting a new Ultimate Warrior um, edition for this, Ultimate Edition. So this will be the second one. Uh, the three choices that you had to vote for are WrestleMania 6, Survivor Series 90, and SummerSlam 89. I am going to be brutally honest. I have the Jax Ultimate Warrior 6 from the Classic Superstars, and I have the Mattel Legends WrestleMania 6. And I voted for the Ultimate Edition WrestleMania 6. Hopefully they'll get it right this time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh man, because I will buy that one. I yeah, that's uh, pretty much like any out of all the Ultimate Warriors. 
ring gear, anything like that, that's probably one of my favorites is the, the WrestleMania six. Uh, what else we got? Jeremy Padauer promised us some new images of some some of the AEW figures. Um, unfortunately, we did not get anything new um, outside of a couple Chase variants uh, of a couple of the uh, the figures for Unrivaled Series Two. Uh, basically, all they showed off was some new images of Unrivaled Series Two um, that were tweeted out by the the talent themselves. So Hangman. Uh, Pentagon, Phoenix, MJF, Mox, and Dustin Rhodes, um, which are all included in that series. But we did find out that MJF will have a 1 of 1,000 chase, uh, which will come with the hand that has the AEW diamond ring on it. So, yeah. And if it's anything like the recent Jericho and Cody chases that have been popping up, on ringside collectibles that were like a hundred to two hundred dollars. Uh, good luck finding these ones. Um, Mox will also have a one of five hundred chase, which will include an inner circle shirt and two bottles of a little bit of the bubbly. Nice. So, yeah. So yeah, those are being a pain in the ass to find. Uh, with the AEW figures, though, I saw with the uh, recent sales on ringside for the chases of Jericho and um, Cody going for like a hundred dollars for Jericho 200 for Cody. I've seen a lot of people talking about the AEW chases um, pretty much taking the, the fun out of trying to find the chases or even trying to buy them secondhand with the like insane amount of resale value for them. And even going to, to the point where saying that it's, that it's going to be one of the downfalls of the line is including these chases on there, especially if you're a completist. Uh, my response to that is the crap distribution that Walmart has is going to be the downfall of this line. Until Wicked Cool Toys slash Jazzwares can get these figures into Targets and on Amazon um, or even produce more so we can get them through ringside easier, that's going to be the biggest issue because Walmart's distribution, people bitch about Target. Walmart is a thousand times worse than any Target store across the country. So. That is a thousand percent sure. I think yeah. since they've come out, I've gone to like six or, six or so different Walmarts and I've never found a single liquor dime of them. Yeah, I haven't seen like the only two figures I have are the Bubbly Ringside Exclusive Jericho and the Kenny Omega. I had someone pick me up the Kenny. I got Kenny Omega in a trade. And the Jer- obviously, I bought the Jericho from ringside. The only AEW merchandise that I have seen in a Walmart is the ring and the title belt. And I can't even find the rings anymore in most of the Walmarts that I go to. Right. That's the only thing I've so ever seen of those two. alone the damn figures. Like, I want to find the figures in the store, especially now that the only one I can get on ringside is Kenny Omega. Well, I mean, I did. What, you know what, Chris? Stop being lazy. Get your ass in play, though. Create your own. <laughs> Fucking not that hard. <laughs> oh, man. But I do have a uh, Brandy Rhodes coming at the end of this month with uh, Ringside's uh, second ring- restock of that. Um, I did pre order that as well in their like, second or third round. So I at least have a Brandy. Oh, with no Cody to go with, I can. I guess I can put her with my Mattel Cody. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I think I have a I think I have a Mattel Cody. <laughs> and I've got like I've got four different Mattel Cody's. I mean, I can pair her up with Startup. <laughs> right. Or you know, this you know, take a bath with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be excited to get my own little brand brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we go from that to um Boss Fight Studio and the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre Fanaticos line which is pretty much comparable to their basics. Uh, they are up for pre-order at bossfightstudios.com. Uh, they have their first four figures, which is Juventud Guerrero, which actually looks pretty awesome. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, which um, if you follow us on Twitter, um, you, I'm sure you saw my tweet. Uh, that pretty much took the Boss Fight Studio one and the uh, Figures Toy Company one side-by-side comparison. Yeah, boss fight blows that figure out of the water. Like face sculpt, everything is just phenomenal on these figures. Um, they're retailing for twenty. Is going to be a little bit more expensive. The same with like your Super Sevens or Mezco, because they are they aren't big toy companies like Mattel and Hasbro. So they're basic, you know, paying for all these like outsourced manufacturer costs, everything like that. The prices on these figures are always going to be a little bit higher, which some of these I'm fine with. I'm cool with paying. I'll pay $20 for, for a good Taya figure. Like I'm not paying 20, $25 for that shitty figures toy company. one, but this one looks amazing. I'll pay $20 for it. Um, we also got a figures toy company just needs to stop making figures. Man, especially that Brian Cage figure. Like, there, don't get me wrong, a couple that look good, like the uh, the demon, the uh, the the Kiss Demon figure, actually looks really good. I would buy that one, but I'm not paying twenty five dollars for it. That's that's the other thing. Oh, and I think it's actually gone up in price. I'm not. Yeah, like that's that's one of the few that actually looks decent. But um, even like their freaking Shane Douglas figure looks like shit. It's like the, the faces are just terrible. And then they're using the Jack's Ruthless Aggression molds, which they say they're not, but they're clearly Ruthless Aggression style figures. Oh, so, yeah, go figure. Um, but yeah, so you got Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, they'll be in t-shirts. They're uh, Pentagon and Phoenix t-shirts. Or Lucha Brothers t-shirts, actually. So yeah, so you can pre-order those now, bossfightstudios.com. I haven't seen them pop up anywhere else for pre-order. Um <laughs> mainly looking like uh big bad toy store entertainment earth um they should be up on ringside collectibles as well for pre-order um one last thing to round out the points of articulation we'll give you a little bit of an update on the wwe wrestling the golden era lego ideas project um we posted on our twitter a couple weeks ago uh, we are at on this post 3,876 supporters with 74 days left. Um, next milestone on that is 5,000. So if you're not, um, if you've not supported that yet, you can check out one of our um, older tweets from a couple weeks ago that has the link in there too. I'll probably retweet it again this weekend. 
um, or you can go to Lego Ideas and search WWE Wrestling, the Golden Era, or you can find the uh, Facebook page for that as well by searching the uh, the same thing. Go support it. Let's get this thing made. There are a shit ton of wrestling fans that are toy collectors and that enjoy Legos too. I blows my mind how this has not hit ten thousand supporters yet. Yeah. And even if, even, like five. even if you're not uh, a toy collector, you don't like Legos. Fucking do it for Chris and Gary. Fuck yeah. yeah do, do it for it. me. Do it for Chris. Say, damn, there's damn wrestlers who've <laughs> retweeted our tweets talking about this shit. So let's fucking do it already. Yeah, do Damn it. straight, man. How many people follow Sergeant Slaughter? Sergeant Slaughter's retweeted this. Like, just about every time I tag him in it, he retweets it. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, so the minifigures alone are worth getting this thing made. Who doesn't want a fucking Lego minifigure of the Macho Man or Bret Hart or Virgil and the Million Dollar Man? Come on. Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> we can do this. We can get this made. Sounds awesome to me. Fucking people. <laughs> Support it. Buy the shirt. <laughs> 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 All right. And that's going to round out the, the points of articulation for this week. Um, little bit more news in previous weeks but uh we are good to go so let's get in to the wrestle get in wrestling federation we are on month two week two wait have you got uh, have you got the good shit button done yet oh i have not oh, fuck. <laughs> sorry i'll work on that for next week it's all right Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> All right. So let's go over the, the first week of voting for week one, month two. <clears throat> Heat wave wins by one vote. We had seven total votes. So I came out with three votes. Both of you guys had two. Did Chris tell you he cheated, Garrett? Cheated? <laughs> what the hell did I cheat? For? How did I cheat? He put the, the post up for 24 hours, man. You know. Like fucking mining your <laughs> listeners, uh, don't listen to fucking like Monday or Tuesday. I forgot to change the time on there. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I just forgot to change the time. I mean, so. if I'm gonna be honest, you did kind of cheat because you know there's someone who would have voted for me but didn't have time to vote for me because she did oh, it too quickly. So oh. uh, you know, what if we're gonna be honest here, it's kind of your fault. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a few there's a couple last month that i forgot to change the time on too so there's literally like two of them that lasted seven days the rest were 24 hours so. <laughs> i forget that i gotta change the time on the tweet so. your uh your friend should be an avid listener uh Garrett? yeah like as soon as it goes up bam <laughs> Shamon. Shamon. Or or what could have happened is they probably just voted for me and told you that it yeah, they did. Vote. They did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. They're one of your two votes. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Let's get into it. Who wants to go first? Well, I'm not sure Carl's done with his yet, so I'll go first. Or you can go first. Yeah, yours. 
Doesn't matter. All right, I'll just go first. I'm cool with it. I uh, okay. decided since you guys aren't making yours long anymore that I'm just not going to make mine long anymore either. That works. Well, I figure I'd save the the meat and potatoes for the the pay per view instead of trying to do it every week. Right, it gets tedious. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I'll go first. So, uh, as always, coming at you live from the Muddy Shot Stadium on commentary, Malo Ronaldo and Great Stu Bennett. We have two more matches for the Money Shot Title Tournament this week, but we're gonna start off with our women's championship match between Tegan Knox and Mercedes Martinez. It was announced before the match that because the tension between them has gotten so big that it's going to be a no disqualification match. Martinez ends up powerbombing Knox through a table and then hitting her with her air raid crash finish for the win to retain her title. Match two sees another the money shot title tournament it sees Chris Jericho versus Shinsuke Nakamura. A great back and forth match, but Nakamura ends up hitting a Kinshasa on Jericho to pick up the win. And the match was a regular old match. Fun in the wheel. Uh, backstage, we go to Naito. He gets in, he's getting interviewed. It's asked about what happened last week between him and Rollins. He said, this isn't over between them. And that Rollins is going to pay for trying to intervene in his business. Uh, match three is DIY versus the Gorgeous God. Uh, Gargano ends up putting Breeze into the Gargano escape for the submission victory. And after this match, they are the number one contenders. And they will face um, the Outsiders at the pay-per-view. My um, match four is Becky Lynch versus Kaylee Ray. Uh, Becky puts Ray into the disarm her. And after the match, she gets on the mic saying she wants her baby back. And she's wanting to go after Martinez. And then my last match of the night is Seth Rollins versus Carlito. Match is picked to be a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, Rollins did a lot of the damage to Carlito. He looks to he looks like he's going for the win, but Naito comes to beat the hell out of him with a steel chair, and then Carlito hits a backstabber to pick up the win backstage. And that is how. Shall we? Yay! Yep. Carlito. Carlito. Now, did he spit in anybody's face because they weren't cool? I mean, of course he did. That happened at the beginning of the match. <laughs> I'm just, you know, working my Nido seth Rollins feud, keeping it going. Rock and roll. Because he wouldn't want to see Nido and Seth Rollins. God, that would be that would be amazing. That's talk about dream matches. <laughs> yep. Nido and Rollins. That'd be awesome. Especially them both like hitting their stride right now, that'd be freaking awesome mm-hmm. for sure. All right, all right. So uh, let's get into week two of Heat Wave. Yeah, we got a great show lined up for you here tonight. As Diana Perazzo takes on Nikki Cross to determine who will face Mia Yim next week for the television championship. Plus, the Divas of Doom take on Punk Rock Riot. 
And in the main event, Taya teams up with Casey Carlisle to take on Mia Yim and Jordan Grace. And we're kicking things off tonight with Ember Moon versus Victoria. So let's head down to ringside for the opening contest. Opening contest tonight, Ember Moon versus Victoria. Ember picks up the win after she hits the Eclipse. Great back and forth matchup between the two of these. Victoria gets in most of her spots, including the booty shake, Moon Salt. But she is still no match for Ember Moon as she still comes out on top, like I said, with the Eclipse. Uh, move into our tag team match with Divas of Doom taking on the Punk Rock Riot. Uh, Shotzi gets the three with a quick roll up on Natty um, after Natty argued with the ref over a two count. Uh, after the match, though, the beautiful people come on screen with a uh, little promo uh, directed towards the Divas of Doom. Oh, here we go. Angelina Love welcomes everyone to the grotto where beauty is not in the eye of the beholder, but judged by us. And she goes into saying the Divas of Doom were nowhere near being finished with you. At witching hour, we're going to just we're going to show you just how nasty we can be. And Velvet continues. We've had enough of the two of you standing in our way. Every time we get close to the tag team champions championships, there you are, like a roadblock that we just can't get around. And at witching hour, it's just the two of you versus the three of us. And Madison finishes. When everything is all said and done, we will finally cleanse the heatwave roster of the two of you. Right, then we go into our next matchup, which is Mandy Rose with Nyla Rose in her corner taking on Allie, who has Rosemary by her side. Uh, Mandy gets the win with the bed of roses. <laughs> then we have our television title number one contender matchup with Deanna Perazzo taking on Nikki Cross. Uh, Deanna makes Nikki tap with the Fujiara armbar. And then our main event, Taya and Casey Carlisle teaming up to take on Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. Match ends in a double countout as both teams break out into a brawl on the outside of the ring. Mia ends up slamming Casey through the announce table while Taya and Jordan brawl on the stage. Taya does get the upper hand and throws Jordan Grace off the stage and the show goes off the air with Taya staring down at Jordan Grace. Good shit. Carl, are you ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready for the... Are the you ready for some football? Alright. Um, Saturday Night Specials coming at you again live from a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Jim Ross and Lance Russell are on commentary. And like always, it starts with a car pulling up to the bar. Out steps a man, but you can't really get a good look at him because he's holding a pumpkin. He drops it. It's your boy, Billy. Damn it. I hate when that happens. <laughs> As he heads into the bar. <laughs> um, so the uh, uh, first match is going to be a triple threat match for the number one contendership for the... Uh, world title and we're seeing Kurt Angle and The Rock versus CM Punk 
CM Punk picks up the victory after hitting The Rock with the GTS, but not um, uh, but he doesn't pin The Rock. He actually pins Kurt Angle, who just suffered a uh, people's elbow from The Rock. Uh, so he did the old school. I put my finisher on The Rock, but I'm gonna pin uh, Kurt Angle um, because uh, The Rock took out Kurt Angle. Uh, then it got, cuts to uh, Stone Cold getting interviewed uh, in the back uh, by Jim Ross, and Jim Ross is asking uh, Stone Cold, "Are you the fourth member uh, of the Four Horsemen?" And uh, Stone Cold responds, "What?" He said, "Are you the fourth member of the Four Horsemen?" Stone Cold's like, "What?" Uh, and uh, Stone Cold's like, "Look, you know, I'm not the the fourth member." Stone Cold. Uh, rides along and he don't need any damn help from any damn uh, uh, any body. Uh, he appreciates that the four horsemen had his back uh, the, the other night, but he's riding alone. He's not the, the fourth member. Uh, so then we get our next match on the card. Uh, it's Tessa Blanchard versus Miss Texas. They're having a, a wonderful match, but China comes out and beats the hell out of both women with a steel chair. Uh, no one knows why she was out there uh, and she leaves. Um, and we go to the uh, to the, uh, the match was a no contest. Um, we go to the, the next match, uh, which is another uh, number one uh, contendership for the tag team titles. Let's see who's going to challenge for the tag team titles at the upcoming pay-per-view. You had the tag team of Rob Van Dam and Sabu on their winning streak uh, versus Arn and Tully Blanchard. Uh, Arn and Tully Blanchard pick up the victory because Dave Lethal, yeah, he gets his revenge on Sabu and Rob Van Dam with a little assistance with his buddy Cactus Jack as they beat the hell out of Sabu and Rob Van Dam. Yeah, we're having one of those AEW type of nights where everyone just seems to be interfering in everyone else's matches. Uh, China then comes back out to the ring and says that uh, she's tired of everybody on the roster and there's nobody on the roster that wants to fuck with her. So she's sending out an open invitation to any bitch in the back that dares step uh, foot in the ring to face her. Fuse music hits, while oh, it's good old Double J Jeff Jarrett coming out to get his fucking revenge on China. He fucking beats that bitch up, hits her with a stroke, and picks up the victory. Take that, fucking China, beating fucking Jeff Jarrett. Um, then uh, the final, um, the final match uh, is Jerry Lawyer and Brian Christopher. Versus Rick Flair and a mystery masked man. That's right. It's gonna be the fourth member of the Four Horsemen, but no one knows who it is because he comes out in a mask wearing all black. Uh, Jerry and Brian Christopher try to take the mask off the guy multiple times in the match, but it doesn't. Uh, they don't. Um, they're not successful taking the mask off of him. Uh, Rick Flair and the mystery masked man. Uh, pick up the victory after Ric Flair gets Brian Christopher to tap out with the figure four leg lock. Uh, 
And that's where the show ends, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Can y'all hear me? Nice. Okay. Yes, we can hear okay, you. Just making sure. All right. So there you have it. Week two, month two of the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. So now it is in your hands like it is every week. So find the pinned tweet on our Twitter at Pod with 1D. Vote for which show you think was the best this week. The show with the least amount of votes after four weeks will be singing a random karaoke song from our list of terrible karaoke songs. So, Guys, do y'all want me to sing every week? Um, Is that what y'all want? I know that's what uh, y'all want. Just, just vote for me. Give me I the don't pity think... votes. I'm just asking. <laughs> just asking for the pity votes. Right? You're not. You're not asking. You're begging now. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> uh, Garrett's just gonna beg for votes, and Carl's just gonna get them off. You can't even pay. Oh, what? <laughs> I said, I'm going to beg for votes, and you're just going to get them all. Oh, uh, I mean, vote for whoever you felt have the better show. You know? Right. That's all Jeff Jarrett doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. So that's going to wrap up another edition of the Russell Gannon podcast. Thank you all for checking us out. Um, but before we go, Garrett, what is the theme of the week? All right. So I told y'all that uh, we're going to pay tribute to uh, our good old friends in Canada. And uh, our theme of the week this week is going to be uh, the Mounties okay. theme song. The Mountie theme song. The Mountie theme song. The Mountie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mountie always gets his man. Yep. All right. Get so there you have it. So what? Remember he got sent to jail? Him and oh, yeah. And his uh, feud with the boss yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the boss man feuding with the Mountie, feuding with nails. <laughs> and then for some reason, all of them had shock sticks. <laughs> I don't understand. Didn't, didn't one of them have a shock stick on a pole match? Uh, I remember the knife stick. Was it was a boss man? I remember and, the knife stick on the, the night stick. Yeah, it was a night stick. Night stick on a pole yeah. match. Wasn't it a boss man and nails? Or was a boss man and a Mountie? Uh, I want to say it was boss man in the mountain or it was either him or like some other kind of uh, law enforcement wrestler I want to say it was the Mountie though you know what I just remembered that I did not put in the notes I forgot to do our uh, gruesome wrestling matches do you have one take for the month of October? So, uh, I'm gonna go. I've actually I've got one. Um, 
is probably one of the most iconic ones. And that's the Undertaker versus Mankind, King of the Ring, 1998, the Hell in a Cell match. Yep. Uh, don't try this at home, uh, Ed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so pretty much everyone remembers this match as um, Mankind or Mick Foley being thrown off the top of the cell, uh, crashing down through the announce tables, uh, riding the, the structure back to the ring after not knowing what the hell is going to begin with. Uh, sitting in the corner, and you have the iconic um, commentary from Jim Ross saying, he's smiling, he loves it. Yep. When in reality, Mick was trying to stick his tongue through the hole in his lip. And his tooth went through. Uh, there's that being choke slammed through the top of the cell onto a bat, like a giant-ass pile of thumbtacks. Yeah. So that one is uh that's one of the uh the more violent and uh gruesome matches of the the attitude era. Yeah, and this is before the fake ass um table that um like with the cushion and all that shit that uh fucking chain uh jumped through and all that shit. That was a good match. A lot of these matches on this list I'm looking at right now have Mick Foley involved in them. I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, you've got uh, oh, it was the one I just saw here. Triple H versus Cactus Jack, Royal Rumble 2000. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. I'm sure him and uh, Eddie Orton are on there. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero versus JBL, Judgment Day 2004. I have to save that one for another week. But yeah, um, I'm sure everybody has seen it already, uh, the Hell in the Cell match between Mankind and Undertaker. If you haven't, you can find it on the network. I'm sure it's like under like the, the greatest hits of Mankind or the greatest hits of Undertaker. Oh, but it's, it's definitely could, not hard to find. So. Or you could just look up King in the Ring. And it probably on there. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So that's your your gruesome, brutal match recommendation for the month of October for your spooky season viewing pleasure. Uh, and we will leave you with the Mounties theme. And that's all I got this week. So, on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Mon, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the WrestleGannon Podcast. And be sure to check out our friends, the Run-In Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram. Follow them. Subscribe to their show. They do some good stuff every single week. Um, of course, the Chick Foley Show, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, the Wrestling with Reality Podcast, and follow Jimmy King on Twitter because he's the best wrestler there ever was. <laughs> and he's a great account to follow, so friend of the pod, Jimmy King. <laughs> That's all I got. You guys got anything? Um, uh, yeah, I actually do. Um, we've been meaning to do this for a while. We always forget. And I'm not going to forget this time. Uh, it's a good friend of ours who has a shop that we've been needing to promote. And it is the dailyshopstop.com. She has some 
cool gadgets, sports apparel, and workout equipment if you guys actually work out and aren't fat like all of us are. Um, so you should check it out. <laughs> we always mean to promote it, and we always fucking forget. Yes, because I keep forgetting to put it in the notes. Uh, we will have a more formal ad for that as well. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do. I keep forgetting that. So that's my bad. Thank you for remembering that. I did. And, uh, and to her, sorry, <laughs> we didn't forget. Well, we did forget. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> we got you, though. <laughs> but on that note, we'll catch you all next week. Later, Marks. Todd McShay has just announced that he has it from an inside store that the uh, draft up. <laughs> <laughs> Never hide the mountain